and welcome to Braving the Way. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Fletcher, also known as Dr. Fletch. I have spent the last two decades working in the field of mental health, and I have spent the last 10 years working on my own healing, recovering from sex trafficking and dissociative identity disorder, formerly known as multiple personality disorder. Here on Braving the Way, we are going to have honest, authentic, and brave conversations about all things mental health. I'll share aspects of my personal journey with you, and I'll share some mental health tips and resources that I have acquired along the way and introduce you to some inspiring guests who want to share their own mental health journeys with you. My mission with this podcast is to bring hope, love, and inspiration to the world by sharing my lived and professional experience with mental health and to be a guide and a role model for others. I want you to feel seen, heard, and validated in your human experience. And I want all of us to work together to create emotional safety for others to be able to talk openly and freely about mental health because we all live with it. There is absolutely no health without mental health. So thank you for being here, for showing up for yourself and joining me on Braving the Way. I am so thankful that you exist. Brave on. Welcome back to Braving the Way with Dr. Fletch. Woo, some things have transpired since we all last met. And um, I'll be fully transparent as I always am. I am really anxious to actually record this episode today. It is February 23rd at just a little after 1130 in the morning in Arizona. And I am sitting in my home office and just got off a call with Lindsay Smith Campbell of Arizona, who was the head of the Creatress Women's Mentorship Program that the parts and I did over the fall. And um, just so moving to be able to talk to one of my guiding lights about her program with the hope that what I shared may help someone else. Also, just returning home on, let's see, I got home on Tuesday from Orlando after giving the keynote speech for the 2023 Healing Together Conference hosted by An Infinite Mind. What a powerful weekend on so many layers and levels that I am still processing through all of that. And prior to that, I went on a seven-day yoga retreat in Costa Rica and connected with some fabulous people and had some fabulous opportunities. So welcome back. Nothing is scripted. Um, I will let you know that season two of Braving the Way with Dr. Fletch, which will entail about eight episodes, will all be devoted to dissociative identity disorder awareness, since that is the condition that I live with. And then March 5th is actually dissociative disorder... Dissociative Identity Disorder Awareness Day, um, March 5th, 2023. And really, it's awareness for all dissociative disorders, not just DID. And I wanted to start with a poem from my self-published poetry book, um, from the writings at the parts um, completed throughout the healing journey. So it's called One Soul, Multiple Expressions, Poems by the Parts. It's available on Amazon and um, barnesandnoble.com. And I wanted to read... The poem on page seven, which is called Warrior Spirit. Just a human with a story, broken into many, but bearer of a whole heart. Hurting, aching, longing, courageous and diligent, uncomfortable at best. Soft and tender, strong like a warrior, like the watchful eye of a tiger and the fierceness of a killer whale. 
the ocean waves crash upon her, though she seeks the safety of the shore. She does not know her next steps, for her compass has been shipwrecked. She must be guided by her inner knowing, trusting and surrendering to the unknown. With a gentle embrace, strength of a warrior, and compassionate heart, she is braving the way. Well, here we are. And I know that there's a lot transpiring for a lot of you, especially if you just attended the Healing Together Conference, because it's such a moving experience to be seen in a way that you and your parts may have never, ever been seen before. And if you were unable to attend the conference for a variety of reasons, we understand. And um, I trust that in time, if you and your system are feeling called to attend, that you'll be there virtually or in person. Congratulations to Jamie Pollock, founder of An Infinite Mind. Over 643 registrants, over 300 in person, over 300 virtual, and um, a New York Times magazine reporter there who is actually a lovely, lovely woman. And I don't say that about very many people in journalism or in the media. She is a divine light to this world. And I look forward to seeing the story that she crafts later on DID and bringing awareness and truth to this very misunderstood condition that I live with. I believe there were over between 13 and 18 countries represented. And um, wow, that organization has just grown and they are such lovely humans and everyone on the board of an infant mind dedicated to creating an emotionally safe conference where people can come and show up and just be who they are. All parts are welcome. All feelings are welcomed. And I'm always so moved year after year by the intensity and the passion and the healing that happens as a result of just being in there and being in connection with community. Community really is the key here. And um, knowing that you are not alone, um, regardless of what you live with. And um, we're all in this together. And um, it can feel very lonely and isolating at times. But just know that there are people out there for you, regardless if you live with DID or not. And can we all give like the warmest, loving appreciation for Auntie Debbie, my amazing aunt who showed up for me in the parts. And we had a lot of anxiety about her being there, just being part of the family system. And we weren't sure if she was going to be able to make it. And so we were trying to emotionally prepare for either outcome. And she was able to be there. And um, I know I've had several people come up to her and to me, everyone just loves her. How could you not? Um such a loving, divine person and um, proud of her for taking those steps, even for herself, to be there with all of us. And um, and I'm glad that she brought some love to your world. Her and her friends had created these kindness cards that were crafted with such love. Um, and I know that I signed the back of a few of those for you. And um, yeah, I mean, she's just pure love and kindness and wanted to share all of that with you. So if you were able to grab one of her kindness cards from the table, I hope you cherish it because it was made with just such love. And um, that's who she is. And whew, it's still a lot for me to, to take in. There's been a lot that's been a lot to take in, as I'm sure you can all imagine. But this concept of love, you know, I said probably a few weeks ago on my Instagram that I didn't realize that recovery with dissociative identity disorder or from 
And let's not get fixated on specific details of words, but it really is a love story. It's allowing love in. It's putting love back into the world. It's recognizing when triggered and um, my body worker, Dusty, who I thanked in the back of One Soul Multiple Expressions, she always used to teach me, hey, when you get triggered, you know, put more love into the world. And triggers really are our greatest teachers. But let's be honest, you and I all know that when they come, they are not fun. And a trigger is really anything that brings up an emotional response and is sometimes and most often connected to something earlier on. At least that's kind of the framework I come at things with. Um, although I have many frameworks in which I come at things with. <laughs> um, I just want to thank everyone for creating the emotional safety for me at the conference to be able to stand up there and deliver a keynote that I hope resonated with most or all of you in some way and to know that I care so deeply about each of you whether you are a person living with DID or dissociative disorder, whether you are a supporter or a mental clinician committed to learning more to help your clients, I am just so in awe of the energy and the people that were present and for creating enough emotional safety for me and my parts to be able to speak with all of you from my heart and from the parts. And that was the first time I ever really shared publicly specific details about the parts and their journey. And um, I couldn't think of a better, more well-respected and safe place to do that. And um, in uh, coming home, I was reminded of just all that comes up and um, how I wish all of us were together all of the time. Well, maybe not 24 seven, because then we all might be a bunch of trigger sources and switchosauruses. And I say that with love. I did not create that term switchosaurus. It was a good friend of mine that I met through the community um, who brought that to my attention, I think after one of my first conferences and I just loved it. And now I, I feel like I want like a, a really cute dinosaur on, um, on a t-shirt that says Switchosaurus, because I just think those are so cute. Um, but it's reality, right? It's when your parts are seen in such a way, you are going to be in and out of parts processing information. And I hope we're all out there creating love and emotional safety for our individual DID systems to be able to do that. I know I'm certainly doing that now as I transition home with all that is coming up and having to actually take some space. And I created some room in my schedule to do that, just to be with the parts and process through their feelings and actually have a protector part B13. If you're at the conference, you know what her her real name is. And, um, you know, triggered this morning by a good friend and just trying to allow her some time and space to process through all of that and uh, watching the reactions. Um, there's a little inside humor that we had going at the conference about um, how I said how um, this particular part has learned different coping strategies over the years and is much more responsive versus reactive. And so um, she won't be out there catching any charges. Uh, again, that's an inside joke from the from the conference. And Jamie Pollock, that one's for you. I just can't express the amount of gratitude I have in my heart for so many people on this journey with me. And some are relatively new to my world. Some have been around for a while. And as I'm changing and growing and shifting in so many different areas of my life, it's very uncomfortable and it's unnerving. And I trust that I'm being guided in the direction in which we, 
me and my DID system are to go. DID is such a misunderstood mental health condition, and really I see it as a brilliant adaptive coping strategy that those of us who have it have actually been blessed with um, because we wouldn't have survived what we had to go through in order to come out on the other side. And I've really learned to appreciate it for what it is. Now, if I could only convince the mental health field to stop referring to it as a dysfunctional disorder and um, really respect it for what it is, maybe we could create even more change in the world. Um, I don't have all of the exact stats in front of me, but last time I checked, it is estimated that at least... 70% of those living with DID will attempt suicide at least one time in their history. And, you know, I had been there and it was very, very scary. And, um, you know, for the parts and I to have this desire to live now is quite a big shift. But I do want you all to understand that this is a very complex condition and there's many individuals suffering out there. And it's hard to find therapists willing to treat the condition. It's hard to find knowledgeable, educated therapists who really understand the condition. And you don't have to be a therapist living with DID to understand the condition, but you do need to be human. You do need to be willing to learn alongside your client And you do need to be willing to have really strong boundaries and patience with loving curiosity. And it's possible to obtain consultation and supervision um, to support the therapists out there because you can't be expected to know all of the intricate details of this condition, but you can learn. And um, I'm going through some changes personally and professionally right now. And really shifting. And I don't really love the word career, but I'm in the midst of a career change and I just started a new business. What started off as a registered trademark and service known as Altercology is now a um, is now a company. And um, I want to just clarify because Jamie at the conference uh, mentioned that it was nonprofit. It is not a nonprofit. It is a business. I am a female entrepreneur. I love entrepreneurship. As a trafficking survivor, you can imagine the level of emotional freedom I have around having two of my very own businesses and being in control and being my own boss of the services I offer and deliver. So Dr. Fletcher will keep her practice going, but is no longer going to be specializing in trauma. I'm actually shifting the focus of the practice to offer intensives for women in business to help them break through their limiting beliefs. Um, And actually, it will be part-time. And Altercology is where I'm going to put my soul and my focus, and that's going to be providing education, consultation, and workshops, workshops for um, partners um, living you know, with individuals with DID, and a new program, um, which I had already been developing and um, have been talking about for a while, but um, Braving the Way Dissociative Community Mentorship Program, which kicks off at the end of March. I've already done a lot of discovery calls with some of you. Um, I have two cohorts going, one for Europe and one for the United States, and it's peer support, it's mentorship, it is not psychotherapy. 
um, so that I can offer my wisdom and knowledge to the world in collaboration with my fellow um, individuals living with DID. Um, if you're interested in learning more of that program, you can reach out to me. I'll put the contact information in the show notes. Um, there may be one or two spots open. I have to finish my discovery calls next week. Um, and I'm looking forward to eight fun-filled weeks to connect over art and music and journaling. And each cohort and I will be designing it together because I believe in the power of collaboration and working together. And this isn't a space to dig up trauma. It's a space to connect with other people living with a similar condition and laughing and connecting and having fun um, in a really sa emotionally safe, boundaried way so that people can have time and space in their life to connect with each other. Um, and I'm so, so excited um, because this is not something ever in my life I ever imagined even poss being possible since I had been in the closet, so to speak, about my DID um, and started speaking publicly about it in October of 2021. And I really started with kind of being behind the scenes in articles. And now I'm starting to show my face. Um, and that's hard and scary and uncomfortable. And it must be done. Um, I really have to express the um, just, how do I put this into words? The the warmth and the welcoming I've received so far in terms of coming out from colleagues and friends and mentors and the community and um, the public. Um, I expected different, and I don't know that the journey will always be as smooth as it has gone so far, um, but you know, I have a grateful heart uh, right now for having it be somewhat of a smooth process in terms of I haven't experienced any harassment or bullying. There may come a time where I do. I hope not, but I will cross that bridge when I get there. Um, I'm looking over at my water bottle because my aunt, again, Auntie Debbie, don't we just love her? Um, when she had come to the conference, there was a little store across the way and she surprised me with all of these new stickers. And so I have them on my water bottle. And one of them says, I love you just exactly the way you are. Isn't that what we all want to hear, those of us living with DID? Because I understand that the world doesn't really get it, right? We switch into these different parts with different names, ages, genders, characteristics, sexual orientations, all the things, right? And um, we just want so badly for other people to get it. And uh, some will, some won't. And um, it's the ones that won't or don't or are unwilling really requires us to reassess and reevaluate those relationships, doesn't it? And that's really hard. Relationships are hard. I have a colleague that specializes in marriage and family therapy, and she always says relationships are hard. And boy, are they hard for somebody living with DID, aren't they? I think relationships are hard in general, but when you have multiple parts navigating multiple relationships and not all parts agree with some of the relationships, it's, it's a lot. And, um, not for the faint of heart, for sure, right? It's exhausting. And um, I'm just so done explaining. Like explaining in a sense of like, um, I learned this thing early on as a young psychology resident. Children explain, adults inform. When we are coming from an informative place, we are in our adult self selves. Uh, when we are coming from an over-explanatory place, I don't even know if that's a word, over, when we are over-explaining, I'll just say it like that, we are coming from a very childlike part of ourselves. And I just, I just can't do the explaining anymore. Um, 
you know, if somebody's going to get it, they're going to get it. If they don't get it, like I, I just, uh, you know, unless you're like hiring me to teach a workshop or hiring me for consultation, I will explain, you know, but, um, but just in my personal life, like I, I don't have time to explain things anymore. Uh, it's not in my wheelhouse to do that, if you will. Some of the other things that transpired, and you know, I'm going to be all over the place today because let's just be real. I just rolled off that conference giving, you know, the most important, having the most important, I don't even know how to capture it. In 41 years of living, that was the most special experience. I felt so honored. I felt so seen. I felt such a gift, like from all of you to be there. Um, you know, because it's really not about me. It's about all of us. And um, and for the trust to give a talk um, about my story in the hopes that I bring some hope, love, and inspiration to the world. I mean, that is just, I think, the best gift I've ever been given. So I thank you again. I probably will say it a million times um, for that opportunity. Um, and um yeah, I'm just, again, moved to tears right now and kind of all over the place and and just really trying to take in these experiences. And, um, you know, there's something I haven't really talked openly about, and I'm only going to mention it here briefly because trigger warning, okay, trigger warning. Um, <clears throat> one of the questions I had gotten asked at the conference, you know, because I had mentioned some ritual abuse and mind control is, you know, did I experience that as part of my trafficking you know, part of being a victim of trafficking. And yes, I did. And um, I don't talk a lot about it. I've avoided some of that because, and I said this at the conference, but those who've experienced mind control and ritual abuse do not get the attention they deserve. So many people are so scared of that, right? The idea that this, that parts can be programmed in or that there can be this level of programming that happens with ritual abuse, people turn away from it. They're like, oh, they're crazy. They're delusional. And um, you're not crazy and you're not delusional. It is a very real thing. And um, in time, I will open up a little bit more about that. I was very inspired by a speaker at the conference who I stood up and thanked and for the gift that it's time for me to look at that more deeply and um, to do some writing about that and some speaking about that. And that's, you know, sensitive for me. And so that's going to take some time. And I got to check in with parts about what they're willing to share and, and what they're not. Again, coming down to boundaries, just because we disclose something doesn't mean we have to disclose everything. So just knowing that. And I understand that, um, you know, my disclosure process is not going to look the same for everybody. And, um, you know, I work for myself. I own two businesses. I have a loving, supportive husband who has no problem owning that, you know, I live with DID and he's compassionate and he stands by me and he's helped me create stability in my life. And I understand that not everybody has the same resources or the same support as I do. Um, and so just know that if you're thinking about disclosure, you want to um, get some feedback. And, you know, I saw a lot of consultation from people in the community who had walked the path before me and um, consulted with Olga Trujillo, Trujillo, who is a lawyer and person living with DID who has been out publicly and been speaking on it since I think the 90s, uh, consulted with Dr. Jim Powell, who's on the board of An Infinite Mind, who's a stellar ethics um, you know, person in the field of psychology and consulted with Jamie Pollack, who had already walked the path. And so just know that it was a very thought out decision that I made before coming out and I needed to consult with my people before I did that. And so you want to be thoughtful and you want to make sure your parts are ready for something like that. 
um, not just because of the level of stigma and um, stigma and hmm, what's another word? I wanted to say disgust in the world because how we've all been treated or made out to be is rather disgusting. Um, but you want to make sure your parts are ready because it can cause a lot of emotional dysregulation to the nervous system if you don't have system agreement before you disclose your story. And it doesn't have to be this big public story. You know, even just disclosing to a friend can bring up quite a bit of angst and shock to the system. So you want to check in with all your parts before you make what I would say, a life-changing decision. For me, it's been very liberating. It's been very freeing, but it, it has been met with anxieties and fear and um, learning how to trust and surrender and take one day, one moment at a time. And I know I've said this before, but, you know, being full of light and love and, you know, rainbows that I never lose sight of because of my inner five-year-old, um, it's, you know, this has been a challenging journey. Um, and there's been a lot of grief I've had to process through and it wasn't always warmth, light and love. Um, I was mean and cruel, cruel in the sense of just like verbal backlash. And, um, you know, I didn't understand where this anger and rage deep within was coming from. Well, now we know, right. As the pieces of the story have started to come together, um, you know, being a trafficking survivor and having to go through that experience from the ages of four to 17, um, you know, we're fraught with um, pain and heartache and chaos and confusion. And I thank every single protective part of me for fighting for my life and for my husband for fighting for my life when I was too sick back in 2016, 2017 to do it on my own. Um. I'm just looking down. I have a couple of books on my desk here, and um, one of them is called Great Like You, written by my friend Erica Grace. Um, and the purpose behind her little book is turning situation into success in the hospital or through an obstacle. And she's just been such a divine gift to my life. And if you've ever been to the hospital for any related condition, you know that that can be a challenge experience and you can work through those feelings. I know I had to work through a lot of feelings around my hospitalization and going to residential and um, some other books here, um, multiple personality disorder from the inside out. It's an old one by it's the last name there cohen giller um it's actually one of my favorites it's a really old school one but you know when i was first really starting to understand my own did that was super helpful to me and just how some of the people in there were speaking about their experiences and then i have another favorite it's called got parts an insider's guide to managing life successfully with dissociative identity disorder by atw I love that book. It can bring up a lot for people because it's super straightforward. Um, but, you know, there's chapters in there about like self-care and getting to know your parts, the fallout from trauma, relating to others. It's one of my favorites. It has a little section on DID and parenting. Um, also, Guided Healing Psychology out of Australia um, has a book called mommy's multiple parts. Let me verify the name of that for you because I want to respect her book and not tell you the wrong name. So let me look that up real quick. My mommy has multiple parts, a children's book about having a parent with dissociative identity disorder. 
And that looks like it is available on Amazon. I'll make sure I link that in the show notes. I actually meant to link that on the last episode that I did and had uh, forgotten about that. Um, Yeah. And um, the book Dissociation Made Simple came out in January. That was done by Dr. Jamie Marich. um, And, um, you know, so there's some there's some newer resources out there and there's some oldies, but goodies. Um, So check those out if you're able, if you're interested in learning more about dissociation and DID. And um, actually, one of the people in the community had uh, recommended to me, it's an older book, but I was able to find it on Thrift's book, Thrift thriftbooks.com because um, I think it's out of print, but you can still find it in some of those thrift bookstores online. And it's called Amongst Ourselves, A Self-Help Guide to Living with Dissociative Identity Disorder. And I actually really like that one too. You know, whenever you're looking at resources, you want to take a little of some, see what fits and leave the rest. You know, you don't have to go into all things all or nothing. Um, you know, if there's something out there that works for you, you know, you get to decide that. I think that's like a level of empowerment that we really need to practice more of because there's so much information coming at us all the time, right? On, I always like to say on the gram, on Facebook, in the news, whatever it is. And um, yeah, so, you know, just take your time navigating through some, some resources. There's a lot of really great free resources out there too. You just have to spend your time looking and seeing what makes sense for you, but you also have to be careful and use discernment. Make sure you're making, you know, some sound choices about, about the information that you are gathering. Um. Man, other things I wanted to say, you guys, Costa Rica was like my first time ever leaving the country other than the Virgin Islands when I, um, my husband and I went on our honeymoon and I was so scared to go. And my friend had asked me a few years ago if I'd ever be willing to go out of the country on like a women's trip, you know, do some yoga or some traveling. And I was like, hell no, because uh, I had so much fear and I did not really connect well with women at that time. And I was like, that sounds terrifying. That does not sound delightful. But actually this time when she had asked and made this decision, checked in with parts, checked in with husband, and um, he actually gifted that to me for my Christmas present this year. Um, Again, I could start crying right now because he's just so amazing. He was like, I think that sounds like a great idea before your keynote. Um, And it was an amazing experience to do yoga in Costa Rica um, and to be in the I guess it's the rainforest, right? I got to see toucans, which are all about like using your voice and being bold. And um, these macaw parrots and uh, Silent Eight, my inner eight-year-old, also known as Amanda. She doesn't say very much very often, but when she does, it's really cute. She was the one that I mentioned in the keynote when I said she saw this parrot in the trees and was like, hey, that bird is different like us, you know? Um and isn't that the truth? Um, and these macaw parrots would fly. Uh, I guess they like to travel in pairs and they mate for life. And these two would fly over this retreat house that we were staying at. And um, it was like a running joke because I would like talk to them. I'd go like, macaw, macaw. And then they would like kind of call back. And my friend Mary was like, you're like literally talking to the macaws. I was like, yeah, I'm like the silent bird whisperer now, thanks to Silent Eight. <clears throat> And um, what else did I say? Oh, I saw monkeys in the forest or rainforest, right? I don't know. Jungle rainforest. Who knows? I don't, I couldn't even, I didn't even know where Costa Rica was on the map. I like literally, which is unusual for me, did no research. I just trusted Mary, my soul sister. And I was going, I was showing up and in Mary, I trust and, and Mary, I still trust. Um, and there were these monkeys, you know, climbing back and forth. They were too quick for me to get on camera and saw a horse while I was there. Um, man, walks on the beach. 
um, finding different shells and connecting with women of all different ages with such divine wisdom. And I didn't open up, you know, in the beginning, it always takes me about three or four days on a new experience for me to really fully lean in. Um, you know, the parts get very guarded. They want to gather information and data before really deeply connecting. And it was about day three that I feel like they kind of surrendered and started to lean in and share little pieces of our story. And I couldn't have been met with just more love and grace. And these women are like now my divine friends. I can't wait to hang out with them. One actually is coming to Arizona to visit her daughter. So we're going to like go to lunch and we're going to go do yoga with the yoga instructor because she's actually from Arizona who also, by the way, does teaches yoga to the San Diego Padres. And I get to be a part of that this spring training season. How fun is that? You know, just saying yes to new opportunities. And um, and the yoga instructor was just so lovely. And um, all of the women, for a variety of different reasons, we all just connected, you know, on a different level. And just to be and there was really no schedule. Like we had to sign up for certain things we were doing, but for the most part, there was no schedule. It was just flow, you know? So it's like, I spent some time in the hammock. I went walking on the beach with a friend, you know, watched the sunset, took lots of photos of the sunset. The parts love to take photos of like flowers and um, just different things. And um, I left one of my aunt's kindness rocks actually at the coaster, um, Costa Rica retreat house. And it says it has a sunflower, which always reminds me of my mom. And it says, follow the sun. And um, just a beautiful experience to connect on a deeper level and to be in nature and to feel my feet on the earth and to learn the new culture. I actually am inspired to learn Spanish now. I want to take Spanish. When I was a little girl, um, I was not allowed to take a language in middle school because I struggled with reading and comprehension. I can't imagine why. It's not like there were not terrible things happening to me in the background, which impacted my learning. And so it show, started to show up as like a lot of learning disabilities type stuff. And this is what I tell people. Don't ever let anybody underestimate you. Okay. I have four degrees, one of them being a doctorate. And I struggled to read, comprehend, and do math when I was younger. Now, granted, I have an accountant that helps with the businesses for the math component. Um, but you know, you, you can't let people underestimate you. Anything is possible, especially when it comes to learning. We can always be taught and we can heal from things. And so um, anyway, now I'm inspired to learn Spanish because I was never allowed to take it. And, um, you know, some of the people that live there were like, um, comprende espanol. And I was like, no, comprende espanol. You know, I can say pretty much what I learned in The Lion King. And now I'm like so inspired because I'm like, I want to be able to talk more deeply. And, and there are many people there that spoke English. But now I'm just like, oh, I think this would be so cool. I'm open to learning it. I'm not intimidated by what I don't know. I'm going to lean in and I think I'm going to um, to take Spanish now. And, um, you know, we did all kinds of exploration, you know, some solo time alone. I did some journaling while I was there, um, enjoyed the ocean and this little kind of floaty pool that they had and um, just, you know, connecting and um the parts, um, you know, we got to do like, I guess what would be called like a little shopping day. And we, um, you know, they wanted to get like different uh, stickers and, and things like that. And actually one of the parts picked out this little silver ring that says free on it. And uh, originally they wanted the one that said courage, but it didn't fit. And they said, well, what about this one? Free. That's what we are now. We're free. And I thought, woo, that is like a moving experience, isn't it? To just not be hidden anymore and to be out and free and away from danger and, um, you know, really trusting self and DID system to navigate 
life. And um, you're going to be hearing from a lot of people this this season on on uh, season two of Braving the Way. Um, you know, there's an, a lovely artist I've become friends with who's going to be talking about her journey. She's open and out. And, um, and the art that she creates and has created for me um, is incredible. And her name is Meg with Brushstrokes Imagination. She's coming up on March 10th. And um, Lynn Barrett, author of Crazy, she is a pastor and um, she is founder of Dissociative Writers and she will be episode three coming to you on March 17th and stay tuned for some surprise guests in the later half of the season. And I am so grateful and honored to hold space for such remarkable human beings as they share their story with you and so that you all can learn a little bit more about DID. And I didn't want to start off, you know, episode one with all these facts and information about DID. You want to learn facts, you want to learn information, please go to aninfinitemind.org. They have a host of resources on their website. I'm working on getting some resources up on mine. You can find pretty much anything you're looking for, you know, um, with their organization. And um, I you vet them. I, you know, anything I can do to support them. I'm hoping to start, talk to Jamie about it, an altercology scholarship program. Um, I got to figure out how to do that. I am not the best about learning about how to do like fundraising and stuff, but I'm going to learn um, because I want to be able to provide um, like to give back so that people can get to the conference, um, you know, through a scholarship program. Now they already have one, but I also want to do one through Altercology to help people get to that conference. So hopefully I can figure out how to do all that and get that into place so that I can help um, Altercology can help. Um, provide that to people looking to go to the conference in 2024. I uh, really want to figure out how to do that. And I've acquired all of these amazing friends in the business world that I know that they can help me learn how to do that because there's so much I'm learning on so many different levels. Um, and I love that. I love learning. You know, I'm such an out-of-the-box psychologist. I never really felt like I fit in in the psychology community. Um and I'm talking about just the rigidity and this idea that there's this doctor-patient um, way of being. And I'm like, it's collaborative and you need to have your boundaries and your clients can't be your friends, you know, that kind of thing. And that's something I've really had to help people understand. Most people don't understand that because in the coaching industry or in some other industries, you know, mentors and, and um, clients can kind of be friends. And in the psychology community, you absolutely can't be. It actually disrupts the safety that's been established for the therapeutic relationship. And, you know, there's a time... Um, when therapy comes to an end and um, patients get sad that they can't remain in contact with me. And I do too, but I respect my ethical code, always have, always will. And that's a boundary that I won't ever violate. Um, same goes with social media with, you know, I'm not allowed to interact with former patients through psycho, uh, through any social media um, with like DMs and stuff like that, because we want, again, we want to respect the, the safety and the sacredness of the professional relationship, you know, that once existed. And so that's hard. You know, my clients are going through a lot of changes themselves right now with Dr. Fletch making some career moves and changes and shifts. And, um, I love each of them with my whole heart. And I trust that whatever wisdom I've provided to them and them to me over the years, will resonate even though we are no longer able to, you know, maintain that connection once their therapy, you know, comes to a close. And um, I said goodbye to one of my therapists after nine and a half years on and off of seeing her for psychotherapy, and that's Dr. Summer Aid. 
She's mentioned in the One Soul, Multiple Expressions poems by the Parts book several times. There are two poems written about her, Pine Tree and then um, Summer. And the Parts always usually come up with like a little emoji that represents certain people. And Summer's happens to be the Pine Tree because she is like um, divine forest goddess, really. She um, is really into nature. And um, the Parts kind of planned their own closing session with Dr. Summer, and it was super powerful for them. They gifted her a book, wrote her a message, gave her a little piggy Christmas ornament and um, some Palo Santo and uh, a little crystal for her and wishing her well. Um, man, without Summer, you know, Summer and my husband working together, um, you know, they they saved my life and Summer never gave up on the parts and she has not always had it easy. You can imagine being on the other side of them, some of those protector parts. And she never took it personally. She always held her boundaries. Um, and, um, you know, it'd be curious to know what her experience has been like on the other side of all of these parts, but she's just been such a guiding divine light. And, um, I have no doubt that she is an incredible parent and therapist to her other clients. And, um, I I hope whoever has had the opportunity to work with Summer knows just how lucky they are to hmm. to have been um to be in her presence I have learned so much from her. So much. And not always with the words that she would say. More of her energy and wisdom and divine light that she brought to the parts and to the therapy room. And her challenging, her loving, gentle, at times needing, challenging for the parts to hear and to be challenged so that they could grow. And there was a lot of pushback at times, a lot. And um, I remember this one time I had this um, like level of awareness of um, co-consciousness, one of the first times. And I remember it was like, she was saying something and she was challenging some of the parts and um <laughs> And one of the parts came forward and was like, you need to talk to her about that. And I remember I had like this dual awareness of being in two parts at the same time. And I was like, holy shit, here it is, right? It's like, you know how we all go in and out of denial about whether we live with DID or not. But when you start to have those first initial awarenesses of your other parts, you're like, oh my God, there really is one of me. And then it's like, no, there's not. And then it's like, yeah, there is. And then they start talking and journaling and they're telling you all this stuff. And you're like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm losing my mind. Nope, you're not losing your mind. You're coming into your mind and you're, you know, coming into your story. And ooh, is that overwhelming? And uh, you know, Summer, Tom, and I really figured it out together. Um, even though I was told back in 2012, 2013, just wasn't ready to own it, listen to it, and thought that therapist was nuts. Um, she planted the seed in terms of planting the seed, in terms of um, like I knew intuitively like a part of me knew, but didn't know, like it was a whole thing. And I should be mindful of my choice of words. You know, you're out there using like planting of the seed to be like, see, the therapist planted it there. And it's like, no, actually this is far too complicated uh, to even create. Um, yeah. So um, 
yeah, just overwhelmed right now. Uh, it's been a lot of grief, right? A lot of growth, a lot of grief. And what an honor it is to uh, have a community to be a part of. I'm a part of a lot of different communities right now. I love them all with my whole heart. Um, and uh, to find community, to find people that you connect with, not just with DID, but other things that you're into in your life is so incredibly healing and powerful. And that's really when my healing started to take off. When I started to be less isolative, when I started to let people in, when I would try a different community, a business program, um, doing a new hobby, having coffee with a newer friend, you know, what, whatever it is. And I notice I'm like wiping my nose and like wiping my tears. I don't even know why I don't have tissues in this office, I guess, because it's a telehealth office now, right? Um, just learning how to embrace the messiness of life. I think it was Brene Brown who said, you know, the magic is in the mess. And isn't that the truth? You know, there's a lot of magic that can happen in healing, but man, does it certainly get messy at times. And um, I'm looking over to the right side of my desk and I have this little women's devotional thing and it says, too blessed to be stressed. Well, I do get stressed from time to time, although it's way less frequent than it ever used to be. And uh, I'm just so grateful, again, to continue. We're going to go with season two of Braving the Way with Dr. Fletch, and we're going to devote it all to DID. You're going to meet some fabulous people. You're going to learn a lot about DID and um, going to talk to probably some of my healers, some of my friends on the path. We're going to see, you know, as you all know, as I've shared before, I'm not so much into planning anymore. I'm more into this idea of flow. And flowing with life and flowing into reality and um, uh, looking uh, straight across from me is some stickers I got for Christmas from Vane, my good friend. And one of them says, hungry for adventure. I'm so hungry for adventure. I'm so excited to see where things go. And again, you know, some anxieties, some nervousness and uh, really just trying to uh, embrace embrace the journey, which is another sign I have here in this in this office and I hope you all are just like out there living your best life, even if you have some challenges and that you are lovingly leaning into doing some things for yourself, um, some self-care related things, carving out time and space, listening to music, creating art, writing poetry, like whatever it is, don't hold yourself back. Lean in, be willing to try new things. That's when we grow. Uncomfortable, but that's when we grow. So welcome back to Braving the Way with Dr. Fletch. I'm excited for where this season is going. I'm excited to see where it all takes you. I'm so honored that you even want to tune in and to learn more. And um, yeah, I look forward to continuing on this journey with all of you. And on that note, I will close with a poem. It's like, ooh, which one do I want to read this time? Actually, you know what? I will read the one inspired by Annalyn McCord that I read during the keynote. So let's see. Again, wiping my nose like like there's a child part in the background or something. Hmm, I wouldn't know anything about that. All right. Sorry for the sniffles. Well, no, actually, I'm not sorry. That's just part of being human. Sniffle away. Cry away. Have your tears. Make a mess. Do all the things. <clears throat> all right. So this poem was inspired by Annalyn McCord after her and I um, had a lunch together. 
And if you don't know who Annalyn McCord is, let me just give you a little backstory. She is an actress and mental health advocate. She's also founder of The Love Storm. And, um, you know, she is an advocate and bringing awareness to, um, you know, meditation um, and some education around human trafficking. She is a divine light in this world. And, um, yeah, she's just just her energy and presence when we connected was just so powerful. And here's how I felt after I met with Anna Lynn. And she has this saying that she always says, love shit up unapologetically. And so I built that into the poem. Pieces of this poem have been shared on Instagram, but the full version was read um, during my keynote. And so I'm going to share it all with you here. To be seen fully is to be witnessed, understood, loved, held by the sacred divine, soul to soul, heart to heart, warrior to warrior, all colors and shades of the rainbow, no matter your story, no matter your journey, no matter your number of parts, career, dollars in your bank account, roles and hats you wear, or what your healing process and healing modalities look like. You are special. You are sacred. You are loved. You are a gift to this world. And whenever you get triggered and whenever you get mad, have all of the feelings Offer love to all parts of you and then make a promise to yourselves that you will release what no longer serves you. Put more love back into the world and love shit up unapologetically. That's how we elevate the vibration of one another. That's how we get to our soul's essence. Healing in community. Healing together. All cultivated by love and acceptance of ourselves and of one another. To be plural to be multiple is a gift. Embrace your soul. Thank you all for being here with me back on episode one of season two of Braving the Way with Dr. Fletch. I can't wait for the parts of Adrian to continue to brave the way with all of you through this journey and windy, messy roller coaster of life. Take good care of each of you. We'll talk soon. Sending you love, rainbows, butterflies, and a reminder to love and respect those protective parts of you too. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Enlighten love. Until next time. If you enjoyed the show today and think it might help somebody else, please share it and continue the mission of spreading hope, love, and inspiration. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. My biggest hope is that you do something loving and kind for yourself today and every day to support your own mental health. Brave on, friends. Until next time.